0: So I have three young kids. They're ages 9, 10, and 11. And the other day, my father-in-law was telling them a story, kind of a famous story in their family of when my wife and her brother were young kids. This is late 80s. And so my father-in-law is driving with his two kids back from, you know, grandma's house back to their home. So they're on this family road trip. It's on a holiday. They're driving on the highway on I-75. And all of a sudden, the car breaks down. They're on the side of the road in a real isolated section of the highway. So he's thinking, I don't want to get out and walk. I can't leave the kids. They can't really walk on the highway. So, hey, no problem. My wife is riding back with her sister. So they'll be coming right by us probably in 30 minutes. No problem. So they wait a little while. And sure enough, pretty soon, they see the mom approaching. And they start waving frantically. But wait, mom's not slowing down. And she drives on by. And now they're thinking, wait a second, now we're really in trouble. And they keep waiting and waiting for someone to finally come rescue them. And they wait for a long time. The mother drives on for an hour and a half, finally gets home and thinks, hey, where's my husband and the kids? After waiting for about an hour, she starts to get really worried, calls an old friend who happens to live, you know, back where they left and said, hey, we got to drive both ways and kind of find them and hopefully we'll, you know, find them somewhere along the way. So eventually, sure enough, the friend finds them. They're on the highway. They've been stranded now for like three hours. It all has a happy ending, right? So my father-in-law is telling this story to my kids, and my kids are like, wait, Pop, why didn't they just pull out their cell phone? Why didn't they just call for help? Why are you sitting on the side of the road so long? The kids didn't realize that, hey, this is the late 80s. This is a different era. This is pre-cell phone. The game had changed. My name is Steven.
1: And my name is Ernie. This is Devout, an invitation to pause and set our minds Things above. Last week, this week, and next week, we're focusing on Psalm 27, verse 4, this beautiful passage that exposes the heart of King David. Today, we're going to look at a specific phrase that David uses in Psalm 27, verse 4. Let me recap the first half of the sentence. He says, One thing have I asked of the Lord, that I will seek after. I appreciate this tension. It's easy in the Christian culture to lean to one side of the pendulum or the other. But David had balance here. He asked God for things and he sought after certain things. He was asking and he was seeking. I like that picture. So I think it would be helpful for us to understand the times that David is writing in. Just like, Stephen, your story and how you know your wife, when she was young, this was pre-cell phone for her. And, and when your kids listen to this, it just sound baffling in some ways. In the same way, when King David was living, it was very different than what it's like post-Christ. You know, when David was living, there there's a story in, in 2 Samuel verse 6, when David is the king and he's bringing the, the Ark of the Covenant. I'm not going to go into the details here, but they're bringing the presence of God, this magnificent Ark, from where they are to Israel. And as they're doing so, some of the animals that were carrying this, because again, we're talking... Pre-Cards, we're talking pre Ford, we're we're going way back when. And and when this happens, there's these animals and they one of them trips. And so this guy, Uzzah, goes to protect the ark from falling. And when he does, 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 7, it says, And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and God struck him down there because of his error, and he died there beside the ark of God. It's an intense picture of what we find. That Even in the midst of all of that, David said, I'm going to seek after the Lord. And this is where I want us to land, is I want us to see that where we live today, post-Christ, post-cross, post-resurrection, post-Holy Spirit being given to believers, that we don't have to ask permission anymore. You know, in Hebrews 4, it tells us, let us draw near with confidence or with boldness to God, to the throne of grace. And our invitation as we're looking at this passage is to consider that we are invited also to seek God, but we have the freedom to come boldly and confidently because of all that Jesus has done and because of the giving of the Holy Spirit.
0: So yeah, my kids had a hard time understanding that we didn't used to have cell phones, that we used to have to walk to the payphone. And, you know, in the same way, David didn't have the same access to God that we have today. They had to walk to the temple. So it seems for us, like you said, that as modern day Christians, we should ask God more for desire than for access. We don't need permission to dwell in his house, which is an amazing and incredible thing that we should be grateful for. But we do need to ask him for desire to seek him and to dwell in his house and to keep pursuing him every day. Sometimes we have a strong desire to seek and it's natural to pursue God. But other times, if we're honest, we're just not feeling it. But here, if we can seek God through discipline, that can fuel our desire. Psalm 37.4 sheds light on this. It says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your hearts. Someone may ask, well, hey, what if the desire of my heart is to win the Mega Millions jackpot? Right? Will God deliver the winning ticket to me? And I'd say, well, I think if we really delight ourselves in him, then he'll shape our desires so that Winning the lottery becomes less attractive. And we realize that knowing God is really the one thing. So when we spend time talking with Him and listening to Him, God shapes our desires. Dwelling with God shapes our desires.
1: So to recap, David is saying, one thing have I asked the Lord that I will seek after. You know, there's several different ways that we can seek God. We can do so through prayer, through contemplation, through just a walk by a river, through worship, through reading the scripture. Uh, the list can go on and on and on with different things that we can do. And, and that's not necessarily the point to find a specific method, but the point is a heart posture. And so I want to end our time together and just ask the question, where where are we? Where are we today? I, I there's four specific questions I'd love to ask. Are you sailing? Are you rowing? Are you drifting or are you sinking? Let me break this down real quick and then we'll close. Are you sailing? You know, is the wind at your back? You sense the love of God and uh, love for people. It's natural. You feel the spirit close and it just feels refreshing. Are you rowing? Maybe you feel spiritually dry. Maybe a season of difficulty. Maybe reading and praying is it's just a little harder in this season, but you're continuing to gather for worship and to pray and to live in the living community, even though it's not ideal. The third would be, are you drifting? Maybe you experience the conditions of rowing, but you're kind of letting yourself drift a little bit. Maybe the feeling has kind of gone and it's led to maybe self-indulgence. The last would be, are you sinking? Maybe your, your boat or your soul has, has drifted away in such a way that water's gotten into the boat and you've become numbed or, or filled with self-pity. So this is, this is what I know and what I want to challenge us today with. You know, if we continue to seek God because of Jesus, not to become righteous because we're already righteous in Him, but if we seek Him through prayer and worship and obedience, what I know is that even when times are hard, that eventually the wind will come and you'll be rejuvenated and refreshed. And to my invitation, my challenge for us is to press on, to continue to move forward, to adhere to this call of David to seek after God and to follow suit in that way. See you next time.